are gonna be the best mom. I'm an amazing mother. You are the best mom in the whole world. Lady, you are the best mom ever. Welcome to The Mom Show, My Talk 1071's new show featuring guests and topics that all good moms will want to hear. The phone lines are open for your questions. Am I doing this right? 651-641-1071 or email the show at mytalk1071.com, keyword mom. Thank you for joining us here on The Mom Show on My Talk 1071, also streaming at MyTalk1071.com. I'm Miss Shannon, encouraging you to always be part of The Mom Show because we are a repository of information courtesy of our rotating panel of experts. So all of those things that you mean to Google throughout the week and maybe get away from you, we handle that for you and we get you up to speed quickly with the right information. And today we are joined by our good friend from Health Foundation's Birth Center and Women's Health Clinic, Dr. Amy Johnson-Grass. Hello, Dr. Amy. Amy. Good morning. We were just talking before we went on the air that the summer's just flying by, right? Oh, it's so flying by. Yes. I'm, I'm starting to think about school supplies and we have uniforms at our school. I'm oh, thinking okay. I need to start gathering. Okay. We need new backpacks <laughs> this year. I'm like, ah. <laughs> and we just have so much that we have to handle just as like parents and, and just humans that are responsible for tiny humans yes. that we forget quite often to take care of ourselves. Well, and I think too in Minnesota and, you know, I've had friends and family say, you know, for years you've talked about everybody feels a little frantic in Minnesota with summertime. Right. Because it's like, oh, my gosh, the sun is here. And every day there's sun. There's like, we have to be outside. Right. My we friend, have to soak it up. I think it's interesting <laughs> that you mentioned. I was just talking to one of my girlfriends about that. And she has like we've decided it's reverse seasonal effect disorder because <laughs> what it is, is that there's this pressure because we do have so much daylight right now. And so what she's found is that she's she feels this anxiety about being busy from sun up to sundown because we know that winter is approaching. Right. And so, you know, it is like, you know, we were trying to talk it through and see what was was freaking her out basically lately, and that's what we kind of came through as through our our conversation project cuz we process cuz we do just as humans we're like, "Oh my gosh, we're going to be trapped in." Yes. And I think that's interesting because we've lived here long enough and yes, winters are long here in Minnesota. But we're all Minnesotans. We've right. gotten very accustomed to we still do stuff. <laughs> so the fact that we've convinced ourselves that we have to like accomplish so much in the summer is such a fallacy and probably unnecessarily stressing us. Right. Out. Right. It's kind of funny. There will be another day. We'll be OK. Yes, <laughs> we absolutely will be. Well, you are super busy over at Health Foundations in general because you've opened your second location and you have your third that's coming up next month. Right. Yes. Yeah, so everybody knows, you know, we always talk about our St. Paul as kind of our um primary main location right we've opened a women's health clinic Mm -hmm. in minneapolis and linden hills yes it's called the women's health cottage wonderful that's exactly what it looks like it's a little cottage and it's uh super cute nice and homey but um we have providers there um really just to provide all your women's health needs and then we will be seeing women in hudson wisconsin starting next month in august congratulations so women can come see us for their prenatal care and then they can also come and see us for all their women's health needs there so that one's um that one's a little bit a little bit different and then in St. Paul is where everyone can deliver and also do all their women's health and lactation perfect so, lots of different things going on um we we're really excited. We got we, a lot of our f- families and moms come from Minneapolis. And so that seemed like a natural transition. And then with Hudson, you know, Hudson, um, 
no longer will have midwives come August 1st. And I think that's a huge disservice to the community. Now, what's going on with that? So do they have a change in the regulation or the licensure? Nope. They just had a change in staffing, I guess is the best way to say it. Mm -hmm. So that's not an option for women in Hudson right now. And so just filling that space and that need because I think that's really important for women to have that choice. And you can still get all of that information at your website health-foundations.com. So you can still find all the information in one place. And and that's the other thing we remind people is a lot of times it's finding the right fit for you when you're looking for a woman's health clinic and being okay with having someone walk you through the process of even exploring what it is that you need. Yes. So I think, you know, and what I'm finding too, and we talk a lot about this on this show, is we are always so busy taking care of everything else in our lives. You know, families, work, house, whatever that is, that we often don't take care of ourselves. Right. And that's what what we're really going to be talking a little bit about today with the women's health in general, is reminding women to take care of themselves. Because I think, you know, when we are run down, when our cups aren't full, when we're not taking care of ourselves, you know, when we're not doing even our just simple preventative health, that we can't provide all of the energy that we need to provide for everybody else. Right. And so really women taking care of us. And time just, it, you know, not only does it fly during the summer, just in general, doesn't mm-hmm. it feel like you look up and you're like, has it really been six months? Has it really been nine months? And you just genie blink. And there's all yes. these things you meant to do oh, that haven't absolutely. gotten done for yourself. You know what I've done um, over the years, because I think that that's absolutely a habit of mine. Time flies so quickly is that I have reminders every year when I need to be scheduling appointments because otherwise I won't remember. Right. Right. You know, I do my skin cancer screening every year in June. Mm -hmm. You know, I schedule out even if I don't need a pap for three years, I'll still put it in my calendar because it's going to alert me. Right. Right. I won't remember. No. And they'll be like, oh, you know, I bet you I have another year. I'm good. (laughs) Right. Or maybe it's five years. Or No, maybe it was three years. You're like, when did I do it? Yeah. And I've gotten better about, I do all of my uh, lady bit screenings in uh, the month of my birthday. Oh, That's what I do. So it's like a little celebration of myself. Because at first my girlfriend thought that was really weird. Uh That I'm like, no, I do it around, I do it in March because I'm not going to forget. Yeah. And it actually, I've done it now for a few years. I find it very empowering (laughs) to sit there and go, look, I am fine. Here's my baselines. Everything's taken care of. And, and I find it very freeing to be go, you know, I, Clearly, I am blessed that I can even go and get all this stuff taken care of. So it's part of my birthday celebration. I just do them that month. Well, and I think, too, you know, especially when you come and see us, we really look at health holistically. And I don't mean only like nutrition or herbs or homeopathy or whatever. There's that holistic part. But I mean, holistically in the fact that. We really look at women's health from, hey, we know labs that we like to encourage women to do on a yearly or even six month basis, depending on what your results are, that will help you feel better. That not necessarily other providers will do or will follow the same way. We know other lifestyle changes and things that we can help you with that will help you feel better fairly quickly, you know, instead of it's not a fast food restaurant type appointment when you come and see us fair enough you know your appointments really 
are 30 to 60 minutes, depending on how many questions you have, you know, what your concerns are. It really gives you the opportunity to sit down, talk with a provider and look at the whole picture of what's going on. Not just that, oh, I've got this skin issue or, oh, I'm tired or, oh, I have headaches and just focusing on that because Sure, you have that symptom, but often those symptoms are not only so isolated. There's lots of other things going on. And I always say when we don't look at all those other things that are going on, we can treat that headache or we can treat your skin symptom. But as soon as whatever we're treating you with is taken away, all that stuff's going to come back because we really haven't treated the other things that are going on or what we call like the root cause. Okay. So when you are, so when we cover today, are we going to talk about some of those root causes or some suggestions on what you think people should do to, for that baseline of health? We're going to talk a little bit about just some women's health facts to start with, because I don't think a lot of women even realize what some of the biggest concerns are, uh, some things that they need to be thinking about on an annual basis, and then kind of delve a little bit deeper into some of those things or some of the conditions that women have most questions about. All right. And we, including your questions, you can call Dr. Amy here at the Mom Show at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. I know you also have some interesting, uh, like some some special like webinars, seminars that are coming up. Do you want to cover those now or talk about those later? Sure, we'll do them now. And then we'll also just kind of do reminders later. So we talk lots about women's health. We're also going to talk a little bit about girls' health today. Oh, wonderful. Mm-hmm. So my daughter's with me, Isla, today. But um, because we do a lot around puberty okay. at the clinic because we like to do, again, a lot of that education. And so we have a powerful puberty class coming up in October, October 27th. Um, Isla and I attended it last year. I think it was a great kickoff to starting the conversation around puberty and what to expect and it wasn't I thought it was super informative and not overwhelming not too much not too awkward because you know I think right. all of those puberty conversations can be tough yes and so and it took me out of the equation a little bit so somebody else was helping with the information but I got to be there and have the fun too right and then we can continue that conversation at home now I know that that's kind of a a little bit different for every child but what age range in general should you be kind of like yeah looking for so that? anywhere between like fourth and sixth grade Mm-hmm. right now is kind of where we're thinking about starting with this puberty class because girls are starting their periods fourth fifth sixth grade right and um you know what i've found is it's very helpful to have that preview and to start talking and we've even put together you know her and all of her friends we did the class together and they all we put together little period kits to have with them if they go to camp or if they're at school or if they're at grandma's and so they know and they've talked through it and we've we've even looked at like what pads are and what cramps are and what to expect and why this is happening to our bodies. Because I don't know, in our generation, it felt like it's something that kind of came up and we kind of talked about it and we talked about it a little awkwardly at school because right right, school doesn't really cover. No, it just says things happen yeah, and then makes you feel like almost a little like, I, I, I really appreciate all of the, the information that we have now for young girls and women about making it less traumatic, you know, right. not to be dramatic about it. But I think it was kind of more of this dun, dun, dun. And here's what happens <laughs> to you as a girl. And it was kind of like preparing you to be fearful of a change yes. that was happening versus going, this is natural. You'll be fine there. You know, you don't have to you don't have to be miserable. Right. You know, it was another one of those things that, you know, you, you just kind of looked at with dread 
when now we're going, no, you don't have to. You can own it. You'll be fine. Yeah. And it's it really the felt class the class felt more celebratory. Right. And that positive. I'm glad you said that because I was thinking in my mind and that's exactly what it was. You know, not having that negative connotation to getting your period. Right. But it also opened up the conversation with all of the girls in the room. And so everyone feels comfortable talking about bras or talking to each other about questions or even bringing questions, I think, up to moms or other other parents or other women in their lives. Well, we will remind everybody about how they can get registered for that particular class and the other great things that are coming up at Health Foundation's birth. Welcome back to the Mom Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming at MyTalk1071.com. In with us today, Dr. Amy Johnson Grass from Health Foundation's Birth Center and Women's Health Clinic. You can be part of the Mom Show if you have any questions for Dr. Amy about any of your health concerns. You I encourage you to call in the number is 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. So today we are going to be talking more broadly a little bit about women's health. Okay. To start, I think... When I was sitting down thinking about this show this morning, I thought, you know, when we talk about women's health, maybe we just need to start a first about what is actually women's health. Okay. Because, and everybody's like, well, that seems kind of like a no-brainer. But, you know, when I think about women's health, I think everybody thinks about reproductive health. Right. Right? When we think about uh, contraception, PAPs, maybe breast exams, getting pregnant, pregnancy, I feel like that really is what women's health mostly encompasses when we talk about it or when you first think about it you're like women's health oh that's right i need to go schedule my annual exam right but really it's the health of women and it varies it's different from men's health right Right. Mm -hmm. but we don't often go to that next layer or go outside that reproductive health circle to talk about a lot of times the individual health concerns, I think, of women. So when we say women's health, and you can come see us for all your women's health needs, sure, you can absolutely come to see us for all your reproductive needs, your annual exams, breast exams, contraception, family planning, whatever. But we're also talking about thyroid health, or if you are concerned about your moods, you're feeling really depressed or anxious, or you are really tired, heart disease, osteoporosis, all of these things, all of them encompass women's health. It's the health of women. And is it when you're having these broad conversations with women, is it sometimes you go, well, I feel like I'm having some hair loss and I have headaches and you are uh, your job is to help hub all of these things together. Yeah. Okay. So, mm-hmm. you know, so here's my experience with our modern healthcare system and, um, I'm going to use, I think it's easy to use our kids as an example, because then it takes the pressure off of me as a provider and women's health a little bit. But, you know, sometimes when I go in or I bring our kids in for a health concern, that is the only thing that we focus on. Okay. So it says like, um, Liam gets croup every year. Okay. And I remember one time having to go in and we just talked about how his very specific one symptom and I asked a question outside of that and the provider literally said to me we don't have time to talk about that today that's something you're going to have to schedule another appointment for okay but really it actually was related and I I I really stopped in my tracks and this has been my experience overall whether it's my health care my husband's our kids even my parents now as I'm um, helping them navigate health care a little bit 
A lot of times we are so compartmentalized into a single one symptom or two symptoms. And how many times have you gone into a healthcare provider's office and they'll give you a sheet of paper about the visit that you're doing today and they'll say, list your top two or three concerns. And they'll even have a little caveat down here saying, if there's anything outside of these concerns, that's something we won't be getting to today. Yes. is basically what it says. And I get it. Everybody's time limited. But... That's not healthcare, right? And how are we supposed to be getting at the bottom of our health issues if we're not looking at the full picture and we're not asking enough questions? And I think it's difficult as the person who's in the midst of it to sometimes know. I, you know, a lot of my questioning processes are these things related. Yes, and that's when you get yourself in the weeds on Google, going, "Okay, if I add in all of these symptoms, does it add up to one thing?" <laughs> And so you start because you're because you wonder and then you try and talk to your provider and they go, we only have time to talk about this one thing. It's like, but I have six things. Yeah. Are they somehow intertwined? And that's why I'm always tired all the time. It's like, well, my neck hurts, so I'm not sleeping and I'm not sleeping. So now I have headaches and now I'm exhausted. And I'm so I'm trying to go, well, what's the first domino in this string? And then I'm counting on my provider to help me in their Columbo-style fashion to figure out how all of these symptoms add up to a thing that I can then address. And the reality is it takes time. Okay. And the way that our healthcare system has morphed and been built over the years, I mean, this is more complicated than me sitting here saying providers need to spend more time because I get it. I get it as a business owner and as a provider that we are reimbursed and there's insurance and malpractice and all of these things that drive our, our modern healthcare system. However... Our outcomes are not good in this country, right? right? We have the highest maternal mortality rate in all developed countries right now, but we spend the most money per person on maternity care. And it's frustrating, I think, just as an active human trying to make these decisions when you're watching all of these television shows and it looks like I should be fine. Uh And then you go in and you're not getting your questions answered or you're feeling like the more you go through the process, the more confused you get sometimes. Mm -hmm. So find, you know, and I think this is when I say find a provider that will really spend that time and listen, you know, that's really the biggest first hurdle. So we do spend the time with you. So we are one of those providers that you can come and see. We'll look at the whole bigger picture. You know, we'll ask those questions. Um, We really see the value and understand what that relationship means with a healthcare provider in providing not only good healthcare, but getting good outcomes and what, you know, what you're looking for. So, I mean, that's a piece of it. And then really, the other piece that I always talk to women about is prevention is better than cure. Fair enough. You know, in our modern medicine, it's overwhelmingly reactive, more reactive than proactive. But it's a lot easier and it's better to prevent a disease rather than try to find all these cures or try and figure out this puzzle piece to figure out what's going on. Are there some easy things? I I feel like that's one of the... We get headlines that say this is the new hotness where it's like, take this and it'll prevent this. Take this and it'll prevent that. So you see those a lot. How do we as laymen go, which is really preventing things or how do we even pose that question to you as our provider, Dr. Amy? Well, I think that's really a provider's responsibility. Okay. Right. But in modern medicine and when you go see your providers, 
They aren't talking about, hey, what supplements are you taking? Hey, what are you eating? Are you exercising? Or maybe that'll be a question, but there's really no follow-up or follow-through to say, okay, what does this really mean in this whole picture? Because, you know, we a lot of times on this show and what I mentioned talk a lot about some of the basics and what people would think, oh, Amy, you talk about these same things over and over again about diet and exercise and supplements and sleep and water. But that's the foundation. That's the bones of our health. Right. Right. And so, um, you know, that's a piece of it. But this whole preventative piece, I mean, I don't think women even really know their preventative health schedule, like how often they should be doing breast exams, how often they should be doing PAPs, you know, when they should be starting mammograms. What about osteoporosis screening that I think... um, You know, at least on our apps and a lot of times if you are logged into your insurance website to look at all your benefits and all of those things, you know, there is a section normally that talks about, hey, what's coming up next for you? Right. And so that can be helpful. But what I'm even finding as a healthcare provider is a lot of families aren't logged into their health insurance website. Fair enough. So Mm -hmm. that, you know, resource isn't being utilized. But, um, it's some of those real basics, because what we're talking about right now is the real basics of knowledge. And so that's kind of what we're hoping for to help with today. So if you haven't had your PAP and, you know, it can vary on when you should, but it's about every three to five years. So okay. if you're not in within that range, you should probably be seeing a provider. Okay. If you've ever had an abnormal, then it's sooner than that, an abnormal right. PAP. You know, breast exams are annual. Ah, okay. So because I think everybody thinks, oh, I should just get my breast exam when I have my pap. Mm-hmm. Not true. Every woman should be having a breast exam with a provider every year as an annual screening. Okay. And then, you know, with mammograms, and I'm going to bring this up because when I turned 40 and I did this on my birth month, I actually did it my week. Okay. I went in for my first mammogram, Mm -hmm. right? And, you know, the guidelines are a little bit different. Some say 50 to 60 that you're doing mammograms, but a lot of providers are still doing them around 40. And if you have any sort of risks, then it's absolutely at 40. Um, But having just to sit down with your provider to say, hey, this is what you're supposed to be doing this year. And these are the intervals that you should be coming back so we can do them again. Right. Well, I would like to go over some of these intervals uh, when we get back. But I also have some questions on some other tests that I I'm wondering if these are baseline tests and how often I should add them into my women's health regime. Yeah. So can we cover that when we get back? Absolutely. Dr. Amy? We'll also take your questions here on the. Thank you for joining us here on the mom show on my talk one oh seven one and streaming at my talk one oh seven one dot com. You can always use the keyword mom to listen back to this episode because I know sometimes you go, OK, I missed that or I need to kind of rewind. What did Dr. Amy say? So you can always go back and find us and find the previous episodes. So today, Dr. Amy from Health Foundations Birth Center and Women's Health Clinic is sharing some some of the, the other things that we should look at when we're discussing women's health. Right, Dr. Amy? Yeah. And I think, too, um, when we even look at women's health, I was thinking, okay, do women even know what the biggest diseases kind of that affect women? Right. Do you know? I Like, think, if you could guess. I think I've heard heart disease. Heart disease is number one. Okay. 
So heart disease is the leading leading cause of death for women okay. in the U.S. Mm-hmm. About one in four women dies of, of heart disease. And I think that that's something that comes as a surprise to women. Yeah. Um, because we, th- you know, there's other ones that are more, we'll say, Hollywood driven. So you sure. hear about them because they maybe they sound more salacious or there's always a storyline in some television show like a This Is Us type storyline. Yeah. When heart disease, we don't necessarily talk about it from that perspective. We totally don't talk mm-hmm. about it. And I think another, you know, we don't talk about it. And then I think women continually think it won't happen to me or, oh, that's years away. I don't need to think about right. it. And that's really where this preventative piece comes in because... It's it's you don't want to have to react. You don't want to have to deal. You don't want to have to actually get the heart disease to begin with. It's the preventative piece now in your 30s and 40s or younger. It's those habits. It's that health piece to prevent even from getting it in the future. So can you uh, give us an example of what does heart disease entail? So it can be a lot of different things. Okay, Um, but really it's that. Um, if you think of all of our bodies and our hearts are attached to all these different tubes that are uh, highways for our blood in our system. Right. It's over time, there's this fats and plaques, you know, that line those tubes. And when those flaks, fats and f- plaques <laughs> yes. line those tubes, they get thinner and thinner. And so that can be a really big part of heart disease. So you might be doing, you know, one thing we talk about, we were talking about on the break is um, screening for labs, right. you know, having your lipids checked. So, mm-hmm. um to see about your good cholesterol and your bad cholesterol and your total cholesterol for right. women. Um, because that can be one indicator as far as to say, hey, we're doing okay. Or, hey, we need to make some lifestyle changes because right. your bad cholesterol is high and your good cholesterol is low. Or whatever that looks like for you or your triglycerides. You know, all of these names are labs that we test to really check in to see about that heart. Is that something that should be included in our annuals? Or what schedule should we start looking at those? It can. Okay. Actually, absolutely. But also just even on an annual basis. Okay. Um, going in, I always think it's great to see your provider at least once a year one so you can continue that relationship with them but also to check in on labs and to do your breast exam and um, to do just a little bit of a head to toe okay because it's good for them to even listen to your heart check your thyroid you know look in your ears and your eyes all of those seem like pretty basic and you're like oh I feel fine it's fine but you know what sometimes there's little things that can come up on those exams that are little flags to say hey, there's something a little bit more going on. We need to investigate a little bit more to get more information or we need to make some changes in our life so this doesn't progress on further. Okay. So I think on an annual basis is really good. You also brought up the question about what about vitamin D? Right. You know, we check vitamin D on everyone who walks into our office. Okay. Because here in Minnesota in particular, it's not that we're checking to see if you're in range. We're really checking to see how low you are. Okay. It's very, it's pretty rare, I feel like, to find people who are in an optimal range for their vitamin D levels. Okay. We just don't, um, you know, with the winters and even if you think, oh my gosh, I'm out in the sun and um, I get all of the sunshine because that's how we make our vitamin D, right? 
I love the sun. But you know yes. what we also wear is clothes and sunscreen. sunscreen. Yes. Mm-hmm. So when we wear sunscreen, our bodies isn't, aren't making that vitamin D. So I think on an annual basis, it's really nice to check in um, because that vitamin D is good for our bone health. It's good for um, mental health. It's good for all of the inflammation because autoimmune diseases are one of women's top concerns for health. Right. You know, all of these things, vitamin D plays a huge role in that all this research is showing. And that's a simple thing. Right. To do well in our lives. And when you last time when we talked about vitamin D, the daily dosage that you mentioned was much higher than I even thought. And I thought I had researched that pretty well. And I was like, oh, wait, I'm not taking nearly enough. So we talk about 5000. I use daily. Mm -hmm. It takes a good amount of work to get your vitamin D levels up to an optimal range. So if you are testing and we say between 60 and 80, if you're testing and you are below that, you know, we have actually a different supplement schedule that we are checking in with on labs about every 10 to 12 weeks. That's quite a bit higher Okay, that we have to do for several cycles just to get you up to that optimal range. Right. But that's why I always say before you start taking any sort of supplements with vitamin D, it's really good to get your levels checked. So you know where you're at and you know if you're taking if we don't want you to be taking too much. Right. That's one of those things you don't want to take too much. And is that one of those things that you'll notice a emotional and a physical kind of change once you get your levels balanced or you might not even know that you've uh, you've corrected the problem you know i think everybody's a little bit different okay so um some people really report oh i've seen a huge increase in energy or skin health or you know a lot of times um vitamin d is actually one component of a weight loss program okay and so um it might be that missing piece puzzle piece you know and so and then some people say oh i didn't really notice the difference but great my levels are back into where they need to be okay well we're gonna get ready to go to break again very soon so when we get back what are we going to cover in our final segment dr amy sure we will talk a little bit more about some of these health concerns women have maybe a few things about we know we've talked about vitamin d we'll we'll mention a few of these other things that women should be thinking about right also if you have any questions you can be part of the mom show the number is 651-641-1071 we'll be right back with dr amy johnson welcome back to the mom show here on my talk 1071 also streaming at mytalk1071.com. In studio today, Dr. Amy Johnson-Grass from Health Foundation's Birth Center and Women's Health Clinics. Now, can I say clinics? You can Official say clinics. clinics. Yes. Minneapolis and Hudson. <laughs> yes. So you have lots of things that are going on. And we are also, we still have a little bit of time if you have any specific questions at 651-641-1071. So we've been talking about women's health. And we um, ended the last segment talking a little bit more about heart health and heart disease but i thought it'd be really interesting too just to talk about the other two leading causes of death for women is cancer yes and diabetes oh okay so i think everybody can say oh yeah cancer but i don't think everybody thinks about diabetes no especially as something that is what we die from you know right. same thing you know you don't see that all the time because there's not a lot of I'll say again, the Hollywood aspect of it. And right. so you I know. just don't mm-hmm. see anybody talking much about diabetes. Right. And mm-hmm. it's huge mm-hmm. in our society for men and women. And um, uh, it's just one of those things, too, that is hugely related to diet and lifestyle. Right. Um, so it's I just want to put that out there for women to hear those three things, because I, I just don't I sometimes don't think about it or I'm not aware But it's nice, I think, to just have that knowledge to say, 
hey, okay, well, this is why I'm working. <laughs> I'm not only feeling better and looking better, but these are the things that I'm trying to prevent. Because we do talk about a lot of our diet strategies based upon weight. And I'm not saying that that isn't something that should be a goal as well, but a lot of what you seem to talk about, Dr. Amy, is having that healthy lifestyle because of the word healthy, not just because of the physicality of it. Correct. Okay. And I think that that's important to remind people that we're not, you know, I don't want to turn this into a, you need to lose weight or you need to do these things because of some sort of body shaming thing. We're actually talking about, no, this is just a healthy lifestyle. It's not a matter of whether you drop 50 pounds. That might happen as well. Right. But we're trying to make sure that all of those, you know, as you said, all of your plaques and all those things that you need in your help heart are flushing appropriately. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think too <laughs> healthy, you know, let me just share yesterday on Facebook. I saw this post that said, if your dog was overweight, you wouldn't put them on a keto, <laughs> paleo, whatever diet. What would you do? You would decrease their intake and increase their exercise. Right. And I thought, what? What? That is such a simple message, but it really hit home to be like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're making this way too complicated sometimes. <laughs> you know. I think we are. Mm-hmm. And you hit it on the head when you said all these headlines, you know, they're shiny. Right. Right. They are enticing. They have this promise to them. And it's like our news headlines, right? It's yes. just all of these things that are trying to grab our attention aren't necessarily healthy or really the avenues that we should be following. And I'm not saying don't do keto keto or don't do paleo, but all I'm just saying is, you know, sometimes it is a little bit simpler. Right. And it comes down to some of the basics. Um, And, but I think for women in particular, there's a huge struggle. There's a huge struggle and particularly around weight. Right. And, um, Women can try all of these things and we're marketed to try all of the things, right? All of the things. And it can be really frustrating then when none of the things feel like they're working. Right. You do feel like a failure when you're like, uh, this, oh, you yes. know, you see all of the infomercials and the things work for people who are in the infomercial. You're like, well, how come I did it wrong? Uh-huh. And whatever that body image you have of yourself or image you have of yourself in general, we have all of this negative self-talk for most women going on. And a lot of it, I feel like when you when you really talk to women and you have these honest conversations and you're just putting it all out there, really a lot revolves around how they look. Yes. How is is then correlated to how they feel. Because when we don't feel like we look good, then there's like all of that other stress added to all the other stress in our lives. Right. Right. So, you know, I was thinking my daughter's here with me today and I was looking across from her and I was thinking, you know, really this talks about prevention Mm -hmm. and it talks about us starting it with our kids. Right. You know, and um, it's a lot of the things, you know, I think of the things that we've started in our house and they're not rocket science, but, you know. We started supplements at a fairly early age, something very simple, but now it's a routine. And I know I don't even have to remind her. Everybody's multivitamins are out on the counter. Right. Everybody knows they need to take them every morning. Yes. And it happens. Mm -hmm. But you know what? It took years. I mean, we started when they were probably about 
two or three with simple things. Um, like we called them fish oils, which were these little poppers. Yes. Um, because if you get them used to taking these supplements at an early age, they don't think that's their norm. Right. Right. And I'm, you know, we've talked about this before. I'm perfectly happy just mushing it into his, you know, like I'm putting like, um, chia seed powder on his pizzas now and all of these other things because I'm like, if I can figure out a way to just get him used to it, yeah, I'm like, I know it'll be easier in the long run. Absolutely. And I think even something as simple as we do water bottles in our house. And so um, I have my husband and I carry around a Yeti almost everywhere we go with water in it. Right. <laughs> and I like to do a little splash of iced tea or lemon in there from, you know, throughout the day because it helps me get in more water. But they... It's, again, reinforcing that habit. And so they're used to drinking water. And so I think it's um, those simple things. And I think Isla's seen me struggle a little bit with activity and exercise. You know, for women, especially with heart disease, exercise is one of the number one beneficial things you can do to prevent heart disease. And it seems to be one of the, you know, when I'm talking about this with my other mom friends, it is one of those hard things to remember to that it's okay to take another 20 minutes for me to go and do something like that. Oh, absolutely. Can I I add in that it it also helps with your mental health? Yes, Exercising. thank you, Producer Sonny. Yes. I say that because um, when I come home from work, it's not because I don't like my job. It's not because I don't like the people I work with. But traffic really, <laughs> traffic yes. is the most stressful part of my day. And Fair I'm enough. very uptight. And my family notices it. And before, I just would ask for 30 minutes. But I've been, yesterday, I said, well, let me see if I can, let me see what yoga does. Mm-hmm. And it helped decompress a lot of that stress. And my fiance liked me more. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. And then this morning, I went for, I said, I'm not going to turn into a marathon runner let's just do like 20 minutes of running yep and i usually walk the dog but i said let's run he enjoyed it i enjoyed it and i have so much energy mentally like i've literally done like 10 things in here before you guys even got here congratulations so i just want to add that it helps mental health i I think when we think about exercise we always talk about the physical right oh you're gonna look pretty no it helps your brain it totally helps your brain and it does and the the fact that women are doing fifty five thousand things at one time that's cool that you can do the 55,000 things, but make sure one of those things is exercise so that you can effectively do the 55,000 things. Rant ended. I'm done. Thank you, Sonny. <laughs> and Dr. Amy, but I agree with you, and we've talked about before that maybe there's a good way to, uh, you know, when we talk about self-care, we go by all of the, the, the things that are in the Cosmo magazines. And so it seems like, well, self-care, according to them, if you check off the box, you can use facial masks. You can go, like, there's, a, there's acceptable self-care. But to say, no, it's okay that you decided that you were going to go for a walk or yeah for me there's been times where my kid i love him to pieces but he was stressing me out and i told myself years ago just because i know people who have had particular challenges i'm like don't eat snacks and don't drink alcohol because i've had people that that has been how that was their gateway into some addiction issues and i don't necessarily think i have an addictive personality but you never know so i just yeah i just didn't want that to be the resource that I use to make myself feel better about things. So I'm like, do something else. So lately it's been get on my spin bike, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. So it helps. Well, and think of the messaging we're shown as women, right? Mm -hmm. If you're stressed, have a glass of wine, right? If you're stressed, have a margarita. What about if you're stressed? What if we were messaged to go for a walk? Yes. To Mm -hmm. do yoga, to do whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And instead of all of these this marketing and the messaging of these bad habits. It's right. not that I'm saying don't go out and have a glass of wine every. But if that's recreational, around, I right. think it's better because it makes that more of a joyous thing that you can yeah. share with other people, and you do it 
as a celebratory thing, not as a thing that self-medicates yeah. is probably, I, you know, from what you've said before, a healthier route for you overall. Oh, absolutely. Because I think alcohol is directly tied into this heart disease picture. Fair enough. Okay. And the amount of messaging women get around alcohol these days and marketing is immensely crazy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I challenge you, go on your Facebook feed right now and see how long it takes you to get down to some posts, some pictures, some something. Oh, Facebook knows I like wine. It knows it. So it'll those ads will follow. Or even me. Instagram or any of your social mm-hmm. media or websites, whatever. There's some sort of messaging that women see easily on a daily basis. Right. And it is when we're stressed, when we're overtired, when we're not feeling well. Yes, a lot of people and me included, you know, you grab for snacks, you grab for that glass of wine, you you grab for all of these things instead of, you know, having a glass of water, eating some protein, going for a walk. Right. It's not that you always have to do that. But if we did that more, just think how much better we would feel. Exactly. So our kids, you know, um, yes, we definitely help women, but we also help girls and girls health transitioning as they become, you know, more into that women's health realm. Um, Isla went and saw one of our providers um, in June and it was really nice. It was just an opportunity for her to have a little physical mm-hmm. ahead to toe for her annual kind of check in. But also the provider that she saw with us really tapped into that puberty piece again. Right. And it wasn't this big drawn out conversation. It was more like a check in and an opportunity to say, hey, I'm another person that you can come and ask questions to if uh, if you need somebody. Oh, and it was very um just comforting. Yes. And I think having those non-scary experiences and teaching our daughters how to navigate the healthcare system. And you think, well, Amy, what what are you teaching her? Well, I'm teaching her to be able to sit and have a conversation with somebody and ask questions. Right. And that sounds funny, but we don't we aren't taught how to do that. Right. And um and be comfortable in those situations. Uh so when she does get older or if something does come up where um she does need to be asking more questions or she's curious about something that she has that environment and that safe space. And I know you have another one of those seminars is coming up again. Let's remind people when that next one is. Yes, so there's a couple. We have a powerful puberty class um October twenty seventh. We also have a powerful perimenopause workshop on October 26th. So that's the same weekend. Um, and then we have the big latch on, which is a big breastfeeding uh, celebration on August 2nd. Perfect. We encourage you to get all of that information and take care of your women's health issues by calling Dr. Amy Johnson-Grass at 651-895-2520 or go to health-foundations.com. Again, you can always find this information and more by going to 